Welcome to Springs and Roots. Many times in our fast-paced world, we don't have time for those God conversations that refresh us and bring life. The Springs and Roots podcast is an ongoing conversation between two friends demonstrating how our faith informs our lives. The roots of a tree hold it fast in place so that it won't be moved, while springs are fresh waters that bring life. The Springs and Roots podcast is meant to stir you up and refresh you as you continue to grow deep roots in God. Now let's jump into today's conversation with Linda Reed and Casey Watson. So Casey, Christmas is over. It's kind of sad. It always is a little bit sad when you take down the tree. No, that's not sad. Oh, it's not sad? <laughs> Listen, we leave it up the day after Christmas. Okay. Because the day after Christmas is kind of magical. Everybody has their toys. And, you know, you just spend that cozy time. But, like, by 6 o'clock that evening, it's like an itch that I can't scratch. (laughs) That's hilarious because I'm actually the same way. You are? Yeah. One time I took it down the day of Christmas and my kids got so mad. (laughs) Yeah, I I think my kids would, like... Be yeah. furious. I feel like we have to throw in there um, your text from Clay yes. about our last podcast. So if you guys yes. remember, not our last podcast, it was a couple of podcasts ago before Christmas when we were talking about our family traditions mm-hmm. and what we do. Yes. And, and so you, you, you mentioned how you guys have little smokies for breakfast in the morning and yes. that you had said in the podcast. I'm sick of them. We're not going to, maybe we won't have them. <laughs> Well, my oldest son, he's 23, he texted me. He said, I just listened to your podcast, Mom, and all I'm saying (laughs) is if the Smokies aren't at Christmas, neither am I. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. So much for holding those traditions That's right. So guess what? We will be having (laughs) We will be having some Smokies. Yes. Well, uh, it's New Year's. Yes. It's a new decade. Gosh. Upon us. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And um, I have a question for you. Yes. With that, do you make New Year's resolutions? I used to, but I don't anymore. <laughs> Same answer. Yeah. 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 What I mean, made you stop making them? Well, the usual. I didn't keep them. <laughs> and I'm more naturally a critical person of myself. And so I could think of, you know, 30 ways that I need to improve and I want to improve. And so I don't really do that anymore I've more taken the practice of just seeking the Lord and asking him like what do you want for me this year just feeling like okay this is the Holy Spirit's input yeah and I know if the Lord is speaking it to me then I know that within his word is the power to do and so that's that's kind of the shift that I've made which I I, I like a lot better yeah I take a similar approach I sit down and I kind of I do more of an assessment of the previous year than I do. Mm -hmm. I make some goals and some planning and some thoughts for the future. I don't really make resolutions Mm because I'll break them. (laughs) And then I feel stress over that because I'm a type one on the Enneagram. So if I have a to-do list and I don't accomplish it, then it's like high anxiety for Mm -hmm. me. So I don't usually do that, but I do mostly, I kind of look back over the last year. Like what have I done well? Where have I failed? (laughs) Where Mm -hmm. needs some improvement? And I do that kind of on all the levels, like practically, like for the family, for the home, that kind of stuff. But I also do it like just kind of a deep, like heart 
look. And then Jonathan and I have been doing it for the last couple of years together, mm-hmm. relationally, which That's has awesome. been really life-giving. So where do you start? Like, what's the first thing you start with when you start reflecting back? I think that closure and cl- cl- like closing out the last year for me has kind become of really saying important. goodbye in a healthy way. Yeah, and I think partnered with that is the practice of confession mm-hmm. of confessing things that I need to let go, things I've done wrong, seeing patterns in, you know, sin or thoughts, but also confession of like just who the Lord is and mm-hmm. what's what I've done, like what I've done well, what I've, right. you know, like just those sorts of things. Just a confession is just that act of like proclaiming or yeah confession is saying calling it like it is or saying like it is and yeah. i think that's so healthy because being aware of you know recognizing where you at where you're at where you've been who god is i mean all of that's in that confession and so yeah i can see how that is a really healthy way to kind of start to close out the year that's behind us I feel like if I don't, I mean, I can walk into the next year. There's nothing magical about January 1st. Right. There's not like some huge, (laughs) like, yeah, exactly. It's just like there isn't on your birthday, you know, it's just another day. But I think what has become important for me is to recognize that it's, it's a time when I can kind of make a fresh start on some things. Yes. And I think it's important if I'm going to move forward in whatever the year holds and whatever's coming, that I let go of yes. the junk and the baggage that I've carried around for the last year. Mm, I love that. And so you don't carry it into the new season with you. You can yes. start fresh. Yeah. And I, uh, to be clear, I, I practice this throughout the year. Like mm-hmm. I practice on a yeah. daily basis and a weekly basis and you know, kind of this idea of confession or closure or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, what do I need to let go of? But I think this is kind of like one final look of like, okay, what am I still holding on to that really it's time? Like, Mm -hmm. let's let this go. So in order to move forward, I think confession closure is key. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a practice, a discipline that we have in culture yes. right now. Emphasize a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. So what's something that you do what do you have any practices or ideas or things or thoughts that yeah I think when you're talking about something that may be holding us back um it brings to my mind the importance of asking God you know who do I who do I still need to forgive that's good forgiveness is really about making the accounts cleared yeah and so he knows who's held in our account even if it's not in the forefront of our mind yeah so when we ask the lord father who do i need to forgive Hmm. that's a really powerful way to clear the accounts so we can move forward into that next season yeah there's that verse right after i think it's in matthew um right after the lord's prayer jesus says but if you refuse to forgive others your father will not forgive your sins and that's heavy. That's forgiveness sobering. is so, it's very sobering. Forgiveness is so important. I like mm-hmm. that. That's a good practice to have. Yeah. Did you know that the word in Greek for forgiveness is also the same word that's used for divorce? I did not know that until very recently. And it is powerful. It's powerful. It also means to leave one place behind in order to go somewhere else. So this is super applicable wow. with this idea of closure. Mm-hmm. You can't move forward until you've let go of 
what's behind. Yeah. So in essence, unforgiveness is actually holding you back. Yeah. I think just moving forward, that's important. It's mm-hmm. important to have that closure, have mm-hmm. that in forgiveness. I think you're right. is really key to that. What does that look like for you? What is the act of forgiveness? The process like, okay. For example, if you have been hurt by someone, mm-hmm. And they don't apologize. Like, there's no apology. There's no admittance of wrong. I actually, I I feel like I just stand before the Lord. Like, I just, I look at him. I'm not thinking about, um, well, I'm not accusing the other person. I'm actually, it's like I bring it before him. Like, this is how I'm feeling. This is, you know, what my perspective is. But I don't deny my feelings. Okay. I take my feelings to the Lord and I ask him to help me make them right. That's good. And so it's a perspective shift. It's a perspective shift. And so when he does that for me, it unlocks my heart to get back into alignment with, okay, now I can release this. And so for me, it's all about me and God. And I, because I, I, I'm not responsible for the other person. Right. I'm responsible for myself. I say that to my children all the time. You are only responsible for your response. Yes. And that's really what, you know, when we forgive, we have to realize we may not ever get anything from the other person, but it doesn't have to do with them. When I stand before the Lord, he's not going to say, oh, but that person did that to you. Like, it's not about the other person. It's about me and the Lord. And so, yeah, that's kind of what I do. I think (laughs) I've also learned that it's not automatic. I think it's a process. My mom, when I was little, I had, I was very young and a friend had hurt my feelings, but I was really struggling to forgive this person. I had like just deep feelings. I don't even remember what this person did to me, but I just had deep feelings over like this hurt. And I remember my mom saying, every morning when your feet hit the floor, say, Jesus, I forgive. Mm. We'll call, we'll say Alice. Jesus, I forgive Alice. Jesus, I forgive Alice every morning. And that has just been a practice. I remember her saying very clearly at that time, it it will take time. It doesn't happen right away. I've been wronged by other people and they have come to me repentant and with tears in their eyes. And I've been able to say, I forgive you. And it's gone immediately. But I think when that person isn't repentant or doesn't recognize, I think then that's when it becomes a more of a process, you know, yes. of a, whatever. And with that, I think as I've gotten older, I realize the importance of also blessing the person. Yes. It's a, <clears throat> Jesus, I forgive Alice and Lord, would you bless her? Mm. Because it's a perspective shift. I don't yeah. feel it. Our feelings follow our words. Yes. Right. And our words prophesy mm-hmm. what we want to happen. Yes. And, and we have to speak it. That's and so right. I've learned it's a process and I've also learned lately in life to bless mm-hmm. because it, again, it shifts my perspective. That's right. Yeah. And woo, I don't know. I could go on about that. This wasn't even a, this wasn't even a podcast about forgiveness, but no. we landed there for a while. That's yeah. good. Somebody needed to hear that. I yeah. needed to hear that. Yes, I needed so to hear important. it. I think another piece for this kind of idea of closing out a year and moving forward is just also identity. Like we've yes. we've had a podcast about identity, so we don't have to go back and touch on all those things again. But I think that moving forward. It, it helps to remember who we are, whose we are and who he is. Right. Cause so many times we have, we're believing a lie about who God is or about who he says we are, who we, you know, like what he's called us to do or whatever. And I think this is a really good time also just to remember, just remember our identity, remember Mm -hmm. 
his identity, who he actually is and what he says about us and about himself. Yeah. As you're talking, I'm kind of picturing, you know, if you are looking at it in the perspective of the end of the year and looking towards the new year, making sure your footing, making sure your identity is firmly. It's our foundation for the year. It is our foundation. And so you have to set your feet sure before you can start walking forward. So good. So I think that is so important. And, you know, any of us could sit there and say, well, I know I'm God's child. Right. I know I'm God's child. But (laughs) what would it look like if we asked the Lord at the end of the year, give me a revelation of who I am as your child? Yeah. Or even give me a revelation of who you are. I think both. Yeah. Like, because I think that so often we believe lies about ourselves very easily because we believe our own inner critic more than we believe what's factual or how the Lord sees us. Right. We've talked about that before. Like we're enough. Who we are is enough. He loves us just as we are. And he's calling us to more, but his love for us is not dependent upon anything other than we're his creation. Yes. But I think that we also often believe lies about who he is. Yes. And I know I do. I know that I dream too small and think too small and I trade what he is for what I, my little mind can Mm -hmm. comprehend. Mm -hmm. I was just telling my kids that verse the other day about the foolishness of God is wiser than all of man's wisdom. And like, I think sometimes I just, I limit him and I put him in a box and I forget who he is. But I love that idea of that foundation, who he Mm -hmm. is, who we are, sets the foundation. It is our our, it's our beginning, it's our beginning yes. for going forward. That's right. And that's what we, that's what I want to do, you know, in the new year is, I mean, I, I love to reflect in the past, okay. but there's something in our relationship with the Lord that is always propelling us to move forward. Yeah. There's that one verse, I think it's in Philippians where Paul is talking about, you know, he sets his eye on the prize, Yeah. you know, and he presses ahead. And so that's, that's what I want to do each and every year. Yeah. I want to press ahead yeah. for what the Lord has for me, but I can only press ahead if my feet are firmly planted in who I am and knowing who God is. That's really good. I think a couple of years ago I was going through a really hard time and I couldn't felt like I couldn't hear the voice of the Lord anymore. Mm. Like I just felt like there was confusion and crowd it felt crowded mm-hmm. in my like thought life and in even in my input that I was hearing externally from other people and I remember we were on vacation in Maine, our favorite little beach, our favorite little spot. And I was sitting on the beach just crying. Like the kids were all swimming. Wow. Jonathan was on the water. And I was just hiding behind my hat and my sunglasses. And I was just crying. Like, Lord, I just need to hear your voice. And I, I very clearly for the first time in months heard him say, listen for love. My voice sounds like love. And it just became this filter that I... I'm not, I don't, I wish I could say that I do this well all the time, but I just have learned that if I can apply that filter on whatever thought I'm thinking, whatever process I'm going through, his voice sounds like love. And just kind of remembering that it, 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 it changes changes everything. everything. Absolutely. (laughs) And then, then I can handle rejection. I can handle hurt. I can handle disappointment all through this different filter of love. And I recognize that. If I'm feeling these things that from these external things, it's probably because 
of his love. Like his, it's either because I need some correction mm-hmm. or he's protecting me for something or he's trying to redirect my focus. Like right. it's all from love. It's not from this heavy handedness. Right. God's so, not mad at you. Right. So there's just kind of this, anyways, that just, for me, that was a turning point in that inner critic, that voice uh, I hear. That's so. powerful. Yeah. Listen for love. Listen my voice sounds love. like love. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. It is good. Mm. And then in looking forward into yeah. the new year, like, you know, we know who we are. We can say goodbye, you know, to have that the, closure. Yeah. Have that closure from the year behind us. Um, what are some practical ways that we can kind of set our mind towards the next year? I have a set of questions actually that I ask myself every year, like that kind of help facilitate this process. Mm -hmm. It kind of covers this idea of like, what did I do well? Mm -hmm. What area? And this is for me, this is like kind of what I call the nitty gritty, like Mm -hmm. the practical, like life, like day in and day out life stuff. What routines are working, what routines aren't. So it's not really about making resolution. It's about taking stock of what has worked, what hasn't worked and what needs to change maybe going forward. But this can apply to some, sometimes I apply it to my house, like maybe Mm -hmm. the inner workings of my home as a stay at home, primarily stay at home mom that, you know, maybe I need to do laundry differently because I hate laundry. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe saving laundry to do it all in one day actually doesn't work. And I actually need to take a hard look at that and change that to make it more streamlined for my home. But this other, at other times, this has looked like there's been a, maybe a relationship that needs work. Like mm. maybe my with my husband or maybe with a really good friend where I realize I need to invest more. I feel like the Lord is saying, invest more in this person. So this might be a time when I focus on that. Like how can I, um, what are some strategies I can put into place to make that relationship mm. more of a priority or whatever. It could be for... Um, a hobby or like for this podcast, like sitting down and like, what do we want this podcast to look like? That kind of thing. So, well, and I love it because it's like, you're free from all the things that we work through, like confession and repentance, where have a sure footing in, you know, our identity. And then that gives you like the freedom in your mind, I think in your spirit to be able to just say, okay, how, how do I want the practical day to day life? What do I want it to look like? And how can I be the person that God wants me to be in every sphere of my life? And maybe even asking the Holy spirit, like, what is the one area in my life that I actually really need yes. to work on the nitty gritty? Yeah. Like maybe it is home, maybe it's relationships, maybe it's your relationship with God, you know, and how can you like put those nitty gritty or like the logistical things in place in your life yeah. to see things flourish that maybe weren't flourishing in the year behind you? Yeah, exactly. You know, the principle in the Bible of uh, what's that verse in Proverbs where it says, Proverbs 14, it says, all hard work brings a profit, but talk only leads to poverty. (laughs) Preach. Say it again, Casey. (laughs) It is, um, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Okay. I'm going to have to sit on that for a second because that is one thing that I think we can all fall into, especially in this time of year, is talking about what we want our next year to look like. But if we don't take the time to sit down and actually practically say, how can I put in place things that will get me to the next place that the Lord wants me to, and that will take hard work, then we don't have the profit that we want. Well, we were created 
for relationship, but we were also created for work. That's right. If you look in Genesis before the fall, before sin came, the Bible says in Genesis, I can't remember what the exact verse is. I think it's in chapter two or something, but it says that that God took man and and woman and put them in the garden of Eden to work. Yeah. To tend and to keep it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that we forget sometimes that putting our hand to something is actually good and beneficial. Yeah, and also, too, like, we don't have to, we are no longer under the curse. If you are a child of God, then we need to positionally put ourselves back in the garden and say, yes, I have things in my life that I need to tend and to keep, but I can do that all under the easy yoke of knowing that I'm God's child and he's my father and that he ultimately provides for everything that I need. But yet there is this divine partnership where God has set us on the earth and we partner with him to see his kingdom come in the earth. And that his kingdom comes in every sphere of our lives, in our home, in our friendships, in our relationships. Um, We're inviting his kingdom or we're not. But it's all under that easy yoke that Jesus took the curse. And then with that is the idea of Sabbath and taking a rest and, and how important that is. And But I just think that sometimes we get this idea mixed up about let's play first and then we'll work. And I really think that the yeah. biblical principle, if you if you read Proverbs, if you pay attention, yes. it really is work and then play. It is. And I think we get that confused. I get that confused so often. Mm-hmm. I'll rest for a while. I'll watch this movie and then I'll do... <laughs> But the truth of the matter is, is if I do the work first, mm-hmm. then the, the, the rest is sweeter. Rest is sweeter. The rest, whatever comes next, the rest, the play, the whatever it looks like is sweeter and yes. more enjoyable. And there's freedom in that. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. I love that. So we take care of the work part, the routine part, I guess, right. the practical part. And then I feel like then we can like sit down and really like, okay, Lord, what do you have? What are, what dreams are in this? Yes. Yeah. And the what did you say? The size of our, our dream is dependent upon the size of our God, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. we need, once we get our big vision of God and how big he is, it locks our heart in with his so that we can begin to dream God sized dreams. Yeah. But also beyond that, Casey, I would say if you want it, and this is for a lot of people, because I, I feel like I've heard a lot of people say that they have a hard time dreaming. Yeah. And I think about Joseph in the scripture, right? Yeah. And he, they call him the dreamer. I mean, that was what his brothers mocked him and called him, <laughs> oh, here comes this dreamer. Yep. But I think sometimes to become a dreamer, you got to get around people who are really good at big dreams. Yes. And so... That's why I like hanging out with you. You're oh, really good you. at this. I think it's how you hold your dreams. That's you good. have to yeah. hold them up to God and not up to man, not up to you. Yeah. It's like that going back to the size of your dreams, like... Hold your dream up to God. Yeah. And then it actually will probably not look as big as you yeah, think it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I think also sometimes the Lord challenges like where I've placed my hope. Mm-hmm. And it kind of comes back to realigning my hope. And, and when I kind of put my hope in the proper place and remember that He alone is my hope, I think it gives me some room to like yes think beyond myself yeah it kind of I don't know I see it as like it closes the gap between what God wants for us and what we think can happen yeah you know what I mean absolutely so there's a verse in Jeremiah that says I am the Lord the God of all flesh is anything too hard for me right and I love that that's God right there is anything too hard for him yeah and he promises that if we ask he'll make the nations our inheritance yeah so I think that there really is a print there is a principle set in the Bible for dreaming big. Yes. And and going for it and seeing what happens and 
moving towards it. Right. Well, so in our next podcast, we're going to be talking about the words that the Lord would give us for the next year. And I think that has everything to do with the God-sized dream. Yeah. Is what are the words that he's given us to for 2020? That. That's good. I hadn't really thought about the words in that context of mm-hmm. being like what he's dreaming over us and oh, speaking yeah. over us for our future. That's like absolutely that. what it is. That's really good. It's his dream for us. Okay. We got to align our dream with his dream. Love it. Sounds good. We'll talk to you guys next time. Hey guys, it's Casey here. Wanted to touch base with you really quickly and let you know that we've put together a little list of questions that follow the four categories we talked about with closure and confession, identity, the nitty gritty, and dreaming. If you're interested in getting this list for yourself, email us at springsandroots at gmail.com and we will send you a PDF. this week on Springs and Roots. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you may listen. We look forward to chatting with you next week on the Springs and Roots podcast.